Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Getting to Know You. I am delighted to be joined by the lovely Dr. Colleen Cotton. She is an assistant professor of pediatric dermatology at George Washington University and attending pediatric dermatologist at uh, Children's National Hospital in Washington, D.C. Thank you so much for joining me, Dr. Cotton. Thank you for having me, Jen. I always love talking with you. I love talking with you as well. So I have so many questions that I want to go through with you, partly because I think you were one of the first PEDRA members that I got to meet. Um, And I know that you have been a part of the network from really very early on. So we'll get to all of that. But until then, can you just give us your background? Why medicine? Why PEDSTERM? How did you get here? Sure. So I, I have never been one of those people who was like from the time they were five years old, they knew what they wanted to do with their life. Um, I was kind of freaking out in college because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I wanted to do something with um, sciences, but I was also really interested in writing and communication. So I wasn't really sure which direction to go. Um, And I had a research mentor granted from the UK where the cost of medical school is a little bit different, but he told me that um, I should go to medical school if I was thinking about it, because if you graduate medical school and you don't know what you want to do with your life, you did something wrong. So I went to medical school and there I first got interested in dermatology um, because of the second year course that we were taking. I just thought it was really interesting and found myself like reading extra about it to the detriment of some of my other subjects. Uh, And then during my third year rotation, absolutely loved dermatology. I was actually terrified of kids at first. I was really nervous about my pediatrics rotation. I wasn't looking forward to it. And then I did it and I loved it. And I was like, oh no, I really like pediatrics, but I also really like dermatology. And then I found out you could do both. And so I was like, oh, great. Yes, then I'll I'll do that. That, thank you. Um, and I actually had something that is unfortunately becoming a little bit more common across the board, which is that I did not match into dermatology my first time applying. Um, at the time, I knew that I wanted to see kids as part of my dermatology practice, but I didn't know if I only wanted to see kids. I wasn't sure if I wanted to commit to never seeing adult patients again. Um, and so I hated adult inpatient medicine. So I had already planned on doing a pediatrics intern year, which was a fantastic experience. And then from there, I was fortunate enough to get a spot as a clinical research fellow at UC San Diego with Larry Eichenfeld's group, uh, which is how I got involved with PEDRA. Um, But that was a really important experience, both in terms of the research experience I got, but also the connections I was able to make. And so I got a, at the end of that year, actually got a spot outside of the match in a dermatology residency at the University of Arizona and the rest is history. That is quite a story. That's quite a path you took to get to pediatric dermatology. And I'm so glad that you brought up Dr. Eichenfeld because I knew in the back of my mind that you had been introduced to Pedro through him, but I had just completely forgotten that. So talk to me a little bit about that and your introduction to Pedro. Yeah. So when I was coming there for the research fellowship, um, Larry had mentioned to me that 
they were starting this brand new thing called the Pediatric Dermatology Research Alliance, and they were looking for some research fellows to kind of be involved from an administrative side of things so that they could get to know other people in the organization, but also kind of help it grow. And he's like, we don't really know what that position is going to look like right now, but like, do you want to do that? And you don't say no to Larry Eichenfeld. So I was like, yes, totally. <laughs> um, so he put me in touch with Sheila Rittenberg, who was our first director, as you know. Um, and she worked with me and another research fellow, um, over the course of that year, we kind of did a little bit of everything. We didn't really have a lot of it. We didn't have any administrative support at that point. It was just Sheila, um, and then the two of us. So we worked on keeping track of memberships. We worked on, um, organizing the, annual meeting, all sorts of different things. So that was my first real introduction to pediatric dermatology research. And I'm so glad that I had that introduction when I did, because I think if I had gone straight through residency and ended up in pediatric dermatology fellowship, I wouldn't know the people that I know now, and I wouldn't be as confident in what I want to do with my career. So it was, I was really fortunate to have that kind of foot in the door. Cause then I was able to stay involved with PEDRA through my residency, through my fellowship. Um, and that was a really, really fantastic experience. So because of that, even though I'm one of the younger members, I've been to all, except the very first one, I've been to every single PEDRA conference aside from the first one, uh, which I think is really cool. That is really neat. That's a great piece of trivia. So you mentioned how being a part of PEDRA in that early stage really helped kind of influence your future career path. Talk to me a little bit more about that path and your research areas of interest. Sure. So um, I am a primarily clinical pediatric dermatologist. So I do spend um, six half days a week in clinic, um, but I have uh, some protected academic time right now, and I'm planning to buy down some more to perform some clinical research. And there's sort of three major areas that I'm particularly interested in. But the thing I like about PEDRA is that I also get to be involved in like a little bit of everything without having to like run an entire study. So I dabble in a lot of different things, but my, my three main uh, areas um, would be uh, hemangiomas and vascular anomalies, which was my very first project that I ran through PEDRA as a research fellow and just fell in love with that whole section. I love the patients. I love the research. I love all aspects of it. Um, so that's probably been the longest interest that I've held. Uh, and then hydrotinitis separativa is actually probably one of my bigger interests right now, but didn't start until I was an attending. Um, I initially out of fellowship practiced at the medical university of South Carolina for three years. And so I was seeing a lot of obese African-American female teenagers with HS and for a lot of other inflammatory skin conditions, you know, there were a couple of point people who I knew like, oh, if I have a tough case on this, I go to this person, I have a tough case on this, go to this person. And I hit HS and there just wasn't a lot out there. And it seemed like there were a lot of 
there still are a lot of questions and really that started to pick up in the last like five years or so for pediatric HS. Um, so in fact, when the focus study group was first created in PEDRA, HS was not part of a focus study group. It ended up getting added on to the acne focused study group. So now it's the acne and HS and related disorders um, study group. Uh, but that is one of the, the things that I'm particularly interested in as well. Um, and then the third thing is sort of electronic medical record optimization. I was a huge Epic nerd back when I was on Epic. I'm on Cerner now and working with their informatics team to try to improve things. So I'm constantly looking at how we can use those types of tools to improve our efficiency, but also improve our patient care. That is really interesting. I, in all of these interviews that I've conducted, not a single person has ever brought up like the medical record systems. And I think that's really cool because, you know, I, you kind of hear a lot, like much of a pain they can be and how maybe we're not inputting information in a way that is going to be helpful to research in the long run. So it's super important to be nerding out on that, as you say, like that's a, there's a really big, valuable, um, important role there. Yeah. I was actually Epic as is one of the more commonly used, um, electronic medical record systems in academic medicine. And they have a program called the physician builder program where it's not just, oh, I know how to do tips and tricks. Like they teach you how to build things in the Epic environment, how to write the code in some of those areas. Um, so then when you go back to your institution, you know, the language and you're able to help with building some of those things. So I've, I've, been able to do a couple of projects when I've been at an institution with Epic where I can actually help the Epic person build what we need to build, which gets things done quicker and more accurately, which is great. Cerner doesn't have a physician builder program like that at this point, but I'm hoping I might be able to convince them to do something like that. Nice. Yeah. I, I see a project brewing there, Colleen. <laughs> <laughs> So Dr. Cotton, you have been with Pedra for so long. I'm sure things have changed dramatically over the last 10 years. And here we are celebrating our 10th anniversary. I cannot believe it. Yes. Yay. So what have you seen? Like what kind of changes have happened in your time with the organization? Yeah. So a lot. Um, <laughs> one, one major thing that's changed is just the level of additional administrative support with like people like you, like there's your whole thing is education. Like that's super cool. We never had anybody just for that. We've got a statistician, like we've got a communications person. Now we've got all sorts of different, um, levels of support, which is fantastic because I think it really takes the burden off of the researchers and lets us focus just on the research part of things, which means that things can move forward a little bit faster than they previously could. Um, and then I think that research is also getting out to people better um, in a way that we weren't as able to disseminate before. It's also really cool because when we first started we didn't really have anything to show for it for those first couple of years. It was a lot of talking about like the ongoing studies and problems with data collection and analysis and like, what do we look at? And now we've got like a, a solid list of like studies that are done and published and out there. And that's kind of a cool 
shift in things to kind of have had studies that have now gone all the way through from conception to publication from PEDRA, which is really neat. I also think the growth of trainees that are involved in it, particularly medical students, we had no medical student involvement pretty much when we started and now they are, they've found us. And I think that's kind of cool because there aren't that many pediatric dermatologists out there. And so by having that exposure to pediatric dermatology early in your training, it opens people up to that possibility that they might not even know existed and might help them find things a little bit faster. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the, the trainee population has exploded just in my time, you know, as well. It's really, really been dramatic. And it's really exciting to see that we can be inspiring all these young people in the field. It's pretty exciting. So before we end, is there anything about yourself that you would like to share? A funny story, a hidden talent, anything you'd like to tell us? So I always have like my one fun fact that I share, uh, and I have yet to find somebody who also did this. But growing up, I did competitive Irish step dancing for much of my childhood. Uh, and we even went to the world championships a couple times. So um, if any, like St. Patrick's day is my absolute favorite holiday. It's that's a weird thing to be someone's favorite holiday, but it's my favorite holiday. Cause when I was little, we always got out of school to go do performances and, and stuff. Um, but, uh, sometimes, sometimes I'll break it out occasionally if, if it's the right moment, but, um, don't do it anymore. I was just going to ask if you're still doing it. I think you should definitely break it out at the next Pedra meeting for, you know, <laughs> like having a dance party. I think you need to make an appearance for sure. Sure. Remind me of that. <laughs> <laughs> that is wild. Nobody has ever said anything about that in these getting to know you. So I think that's pretty awesome. Very unique to you. Thank you so much for being a part of this today, Dr. Cotton. It was so fun talking with you and just learning more about you. Yeah, this was really fun. Thank you again for having me. Thank you so much to Dr. Cotton for joining me today on Getting to Know You. It was awesome hearing about her career path and learning more about her times with Pedra in the very beginning. Be sure to follow us on our YouTube channel and our social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at Pedra Research. Check us out on our podcast, Pedra Pearls, and our Getting to Know You podcast. They are both available on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next time.